0: some of you are giving up on your dreams because you're stepping into a new world that gives you hope. It gives you aspiration. It gives you, you know, excitement, but because you're not a hundred percent confident, you're backing down. You're shying away from your dream. And I want to tell you, you got to lean in, lean into it. It's not meant to be easy. It's not. You gotta learn something new. Think about anything you've ever done in your life. It takes time to build that confidence. Hey, it's Emily here. You know that uniqueness you have? I call it the it factor. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm doing something a little different. I went to Instagram and I asked you, what do you want to hear? What do you want me to talk about? And there has been hundreds of awesome questions that have come through and I love serving you. That is my mission. That is why I do what I do. So we are going to Q&A it right now. Okay. And I'm just going to give you You know, off the cuff, what I think this is raw, this is real. There is no prepping, there is no planning, and so get ready because I could be a loose cannon at times. All right, so let's go. All right, first question is coming in from Fouad from Canada. He's asking, is it too much to share your life on social? Now, this is such a great question, and I find when I coach people when they're new in business, when I'm helping people build their brand, this is often just this gray area where people don't know, how much should I share? How much should I not share? And what I'll ask you is, what is your mission? Like, what are you trying to accomplish here, right? Um, That's the first thing you gotta ask yourself. For me, okay, I'm building a personal brand. And so what that looks like is you getting to know me personally. Yes, I'm an authority in the business world, in the network marketing world, in the thought leadership world, but I'm also a real woman with a real life, with a real heart that goes through hardship, that goes through pain, that goes through struggle. And I want to share that with you and, and, and humanize myself. And I believe that some of the best leaders out there are extremely humble and, you know, I don't believe in showing only the good times all the time. And remember, for most of us, social media is the highlight reel. <laughs> it absolutely is. But back to Fuad's question, is it too much? You know, what I like to do is really have moments that are so private, like you'll never know about them because I don't want to focus on having my cell phone out. I don't want to focus on capturing every single moment because I do want to live in the present. However, I'm also super mindful day by day to take you on the journey with me. And so what I'd say to you is if you're wanting to build a personal brand is just be conscious of taking someone on the journey with you throughout the day, throughout the week, and you may think, oh my gosh, well, my days are kind of boring. Well, guess what? It's all what you make of it. And they're probably not that boring to the public eye. I mean, we watch, you know, reality TV shows and a lot of times they're just doing their life, right? And so just sharing throughout the day can be super simple. If you're just mindful of, I'm going to share a little in the morning, a little bit in the mid afternoon, a little bit in the evening. And sometimes if I don't want to be on Instagram, I'll just shoot the content And I will literally upload it at like 8 p.m. at night when I'm laying on the couch and I'll just like do a ton of uploads because I've been in meetings all day or I was with family all day or whatever I might be doing. Too much though, back to Fouad's question, too much, that's entirely up to you. We have people that overshare, right? And they tend to actually though build a bigger brand, I think much faster because People crave real. They absolutely crave real. Okay. So again, just be mindful of how you do it. Um, And I think if you're starting out, it's just baby steps and you don't have to do it every day. I really love to take one day off of social where I just kind of let my feed die out, right? Maybe on a Sunday, it actually helps the algorithm as well. Um, if you kind of let it die out and then you start back up again. And I also find energetically, it's super, super refreshing. So Sunday, which is a Sabbath day, you could just take Sunday and and not worry about doing content that day or not even be conscious of it and just kind of like let your phone go in your bag. I know some of you are like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. Um, but even if it's for half the day it really, really helps you just take a mental break. Okay. Cause remember if you're consuming constantly, energetically, it's going to drain you and it's going to block creativity. Okay. So I know if I'm consuming way too much, I am not creating as much. Okay. The two just cannot coexist. You want to be creating more than you're consuming. Okay. So absolutely share, absolutely build your personal brand. I believe that for sure. Um, and you know, whatever you put out, you're going to get back. Let me tell you that whatever you put out, you're going to get back. So if you're a drama king or queen, and you're all about drama and, and, and just talking about that and talking about your problems, you're going to get more of that. You're going to get people who love drama you're going to get people who are just so into it. For me, that's that's not like what I want to put out. It's not it doesn't mean I'm not going to share a problem that I have or something, right? Um or an illness or whatever I may go through, but I don't want to put that out because those are not the people that I want to attract into my business, into my life. I want to attract people that are trying to better themselves every single day. So such a good question, Fuad. Thank you for that. Okay, let's go to the next question here. Top 5 activities you would do daily without fail to grow your network marketing business or this could even just be a business. This is such a good question from Nicola Dowley. Thank you for this question. You know, what I would say number 1 needs to be you're looking at your IPAs. What what does that mean? Your income producing activities. So in any business what grows the thing? What brings in new customers, clients? What? How do you even do that, right? And so for network marketing, since this is the specific question, it's bringing in either customers or business partners. And so I would keep the main thing the main thing, which is 80%, 80% of your time should be bringing in new customers, right? So growing the business versus managing the business. So I would look at what are some ways that I can share my message. Maybe you're in a recruiting business and you need to recruit new clients. Maybe you're in real estate and you want to recruit new clients. I would look at, okay, how can I meet new people? Where can I go to meet new people? How can I gain new clients? How can I get referrals? And each and every single day And let me tell you, when I was flat broke, sleeping on a mattress on the floor, when I was 23 years old and I started my business, I really understood that this is the main part of the business is like, I could read books all day. I could talk to people all day. I I, I twiddle my thumbs all day, or I could go find people to talk to and I could talk to the people. And that's truly what grows your business. And that is the main aspect of it. Whether you're declining in business, whether you're flatlined in business, or even if you're in growth, you want to keep this the main thing. For years in my business, for 13 years, I've always brought on two new people a week. I've always done that. In the beginning, I had to really go out and find people, and then I had to learn attraction marketing to attract people in, whether they become customers and or business partners, But this has just been in my blood, and that is why I've consistently grown a multiple seven-figure business, um, because I've really um, honed in on the main aspects of it, where I see a lot of people in business, they get very comfortable once they hit an income maybe they've never established before. They tend to get comfortable, and they stop doing the thing that actually got them to where they are. They go into management mode, okay? So especially if you're a network marketing, you have to realize you need to be the one that's bringing in new members and you need to hire out things like um, marketing and and in different aspects of business. You need to hire help to help you with things that you know you you could have somebody else do, right? And so that's one of the things that I would do. Another thing I would do it's post on social media every single day. Um, If not every day, like I said, six days a week, it's free. You know, or you could use um, other social channels like LinkedIn, where it's more of a professional space to get new clients. I would go to Facebook. I would go to Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter. Some people use, that's not one that I've really specifically um, grew, but I would use social media for sure. And then I would also look at my numbers. Number three, I would look at your numbers. So what you are focused on expands. So you want to know, okay, what is my metrics? What is my numbers? Okay, what you measure gets improved. If you don't know your numbers, it's just like a balance sheet. It's like finances. It's like budgeting. If you can't see, okay, I'm spending this much this month, And this is why I'm struggling in my income. You know, if you can't see, okay, um, you know, in terms of network marketing, I need this much volume on this side in order to hit this rank. If you can't see, you know, what your team members are doing and how much volume they need, if we're talking in terms of a sales organization, it's very hard to structure a plan and to even know the next steps to get to the next level. And you can also track your progress if you're looking at your numbers. You can say, oh my gosh, we launched this product on this day. We had this many sales, this much volume came through. This was a campaign that we did. I'll give you an example. When we launched Collagen, our Collagen Elixir product uh, in the US and Canada initially before we took it global, I tracked all of that. I tracked the metrics. I tracked the day we launched. How much volume came through? And then I also tracked, you know, we established a social media marketing campaign for the collagen. I came up with 14 days of social media posting that not only I could do, but my whole organization could do. And then I tracked the numbers along the way. Is this working? Is this not working? Not everything works. It doesn't. But if you don't track it, you'll never know. You'll never know. Okay, Um, And also, you know, looking at tracking, I would look at, you know, on a Monday, where do I start out? Where's my volume on a Monday? And how am I going to close the week? In my case, with my organization, we close our work week on a Sunday night. So what does that look like? Where am I at? And I look at it every single day. So knowing your numbers is major. Posting on social is major. Recruiting needs to be number one. Finding new clients, finding new business partners, definitely. The fourth thing I would do is communicate. And what do I mean by that? Okay, communicate with those that are on the mission with you, your team members. Maybe it's a little word of encouragement. Maybe you throw them a text. Maybe you do a leadership call. Uh, What we do in our organization, because it's about 150,000 people deep worldwide, is once a week, we have a a leader huddle call with our six and seven figure earners. And this is a surefire way to communicate with those that are at a higher level. It's a higher level conversation. And so, you know, I built a system around that. And so you can always do systems around that. You know, sometimes people think, well, gosh, if I'm not like specifically growing the business, I don't want to waste my time talking to other people but communicating with your team is so essential. Checking in, how are you? How's the kids? How's it going? You know, they might need just a little bit of encouragement. And what I look for is people that I can give my influence away to and people that will eventually will take this and run with it when I'm no longer here. So communication is absolutely huge. And then I'd say the fifth thing is planning meetings, planning events. Uh, when is your next major event? Whether it's a corporate event where you get people together. Okay. This is really where you're going to grow a massive organization is getting butts and seats. You can look at smaller events, whether you're doing little pop-ups for your business. And this is many different businesses. If you want to grow it, a trade show, you name it. Um, where can you be seen? What PR can you do if you're growing a, a brand just for yourself? Um, maybe you can start in a local basis. So like before I got in Forbes, I was on my local TV channel, right? So like you got to start somewhere, but you can own your territory. You can own the the area in which that you live does everybody know what you do? Are you known as the the eyebrow girl that just crushes it with eyebrow lamination and microblading? Are you known as the person to go to for a luxury car? Maybe you sell luxury cars, right? And you're just the go-to guy in your community for that. Do you sell a certain product that is within network marketing? Are you known for health and wellness? And if somebody wants to you know, get their skin in tip top shape. Are you known as the girl to go to for aesthetics? You want to own your territory. Okay. And how you do that is by being creative and getting in the community. I always say say you got to build local to grow global. And if you want to go global, okay, that's a whole nother level, a whole nother question. Okay. Love these questions. Love these questions. Okay. So another question coming in is six figure mindset. How do I establish and have a six figure mindset from Andrew? Wow. This is so, so good. Um, I love it. I had to have a six figure mindset before I had a seven figure mindset. That's for sure. Right. Um, and you know, I used to make $30,000 a year That's how much money I made when I lived in Minnesota. When I started out, I was a nanny of four boys. I also was a massage therapist. Uh, I also bought a home when I was 21, and I had three women live with me to pay the mortgage and then to make some money. So I was a hustler, but I didn't have leverage. I didn't know how to compound money. I didn't know any of that. All I knew was how to work hard. Okay. Um, So when I was first presented with, okay, here, here, like you can make six figures. It was like, whoa, this is this is gangster money like legit gangster money this is so amazing and i and i had to get to that point and i had to believe i could make that much again before i went to a seven figure income but a six figure mindset you know first of all you have to have the belief that you can get there you have to have the belief you can get there so sometimes i coach people or i meet people that they want more from life they want to have a better life they want to travel they want to give back at a higher level and they have big goals, aspirations, dreams, but I say, okay, what, like, if you want to make six figures, are you in the, the program to get there? Are you in the, do you have the plan to get there? How are you going to get to that income? It's one thing to wish and rub the genie in a bottle. Okay. But it's a whole nother thing to have an actual plan. Okay. So what's absent for most people is awareness, being aware of that. Okay. You know, and I, and, and I look at, you know, time, time in life, I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. Like I absolutely have been in a hurry since I discovered all this because, you know, the problem is you think you have a lot of time. A lot of people think they have a lot of time and that's why they get nothing done. They never get their dreams accomplished because they literally just, they have the attitude of, I will start January 1st. Okay. So I know that's not you. That's why you asked me this question, Andrew. Uh, but, but what I want to ask you first is, are you in the vehicle? Meaning you have the business plan and you know, it's proven that you can get to six figures and maybe for some of you listening, it's going to be multiple things. I have coached a plethora of teachers who in the Midwest make about $30,000 a year. I've teach them to double their income, distributing a product, working from home. They're still teachers, but they have a side hustle. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, having multiple streams of income is very intelligent. Okay. But first you got to know that it's possible. It's possible to get there. And then you're going to have to understand that you got to look at the numbers of how you can get to six figures a year. So if you are in coaching, how many clients is that going to take on a consistent basis, right? If you are, you know, um, maybe in the beauty world and, you know, you have X amount of clients, well, when are you going to be able to raise your prices? Maybe you're going to have to establish some authority in your space. Maybe you're going to have to, you know, I look at my great friend, Isabel, who's a stylist here in LA She's originally from Montana, but she's a celebrity stylist now. She's been practicing styling for over a decade, but it took her getting a celebrity client, okay, and then expanding on that, and then growing her portfolio, and then eventually she could charge more, right? So look at me for an example. My speaking fees used to be zero. I would just walk up for free, and give you a game-changing keynote address that would hopefully rock your world. But now, I charge a lot. I charge more than most people, some people make in a year, in an hour. But I have over a decade of experience, okay, in a proven track record that I can charge those kind of prices. So sometimes it just takes good old-fashioned time. It takes good old-fashioned time for you to work up the skills. You gotta learn new skills you got to learn the skills. So in my first year of being an entrepreneur, I made $30,000 in my network marketing business. But what you didn't see was me going day in and day out learning. How do I talk to a complete stranger? How do I make friends with a stranger? How do I then present a business plan to a stranger, right? How do I get uh, people to do what I do? How do I get people to see the vision? There's a tremendous amount of skills that are required to make a six or even seven figure income. And the seven figure question is absolutely leverage. Okay. Cause I know that's what you're thinking. Maybe you're at six figures and you're like, how do I get to seven? The answer is more. <laughs> you need more people doing what you do, and it all depends on what type of business that you're in. Of course, whether you need to uh, have have another business, right? Maybe you have uh, you have a storefront, and maybe you need another one, or maybe you need to go to e-commerce. Maybe you need to go on to online to expand your territory. But if we're talking specifically about the network marketing space. Uh, what I would say is you need to do a couple 90 day game plans within a year and you need to build faster. Okay. And it's not about working more. It's about being more strategic who you bring in, who, where the time goes, how are you going to help one person turn one person into a thousand people and so on and so forth. And so it's a whole mindset, you know, seven figures, you make $500 an hour. Okay. So my attitude and my time is so valuable. I don't waste my time. And I did not waste my time when I started to change my financial blueprint. And if you're thinking, ah, oh, gosh, how do I change my financial blueprint? The book I want you to pick up is Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harve Ecker. That is one of the first personal development books I ever read. And I actually think that you should read it one time a year. In fact, I think I'm due again. Okay. <laughs> um, such a great book. I read this again um, when I knew I wanted to change my financial blueprint. Okay. And I knew that I needed to go to work on my subconscious beliefs because I had a lid subconsciously on how much money I could make because I was only ever around people that made the income that I was currently making. Okay. That's a whole nother thing. If you're around people that are broke, you will be the fifth broke person. If you're around, you know, four of your friends that are broke, you're going to be the fifth broke person. That's just how it goes. And so you want to raise that lid by being around people that have financial fitness in them, whether they built businesses, whether they know how to invest keep learning, keep learning, keep learning around that. Okay. But again, if you want to get to seven figures first, you got to get to six and what's required is typically building the skill sets so you can crush your business. Okay. We've got one last question here today. What do we want to ask here? How to build confidence in a new working role? Oh baby, this is such a good one. This is such a good one from Salah. Okay. So How you build confidence is through repetition. Truly, the reason I can rift with you on this episode right now and just go off and not even really know what I'm gonna answer is because I've done this many, many, many times. I live this, I do this, I breathe this. If it's new, it's gonna be a little foreign to you and it's gonna require practice. I talk about it all the time, but Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule. You're gonna need 10,000 hours of reps before you become wildly confident in doing it, now there's certain ways that you can shorten your learning curve. Um, one is studying. So, you know, in this particular question, how to build confidence in a new working role, you know, not only am I gonna take notes when I go to my new place, when I go. You know, I remember this. I used to work for one of the top plastic surgeons in Minnesota. That's where I did massage, like uh, rehabilitation massage. And when I started this business, I was 19 or when I worked for him, I was 19 years old, private practice. I knew nothing about the medical world. Okay. I studied holistic massage and I ended up rehabbing major weight loss patients. And what I did though when I was 19, when I went to work, I shadowed as many of the people I could. I even stayed later without getting paid. And I would have a notebook with me at all times. And I took notes on, you know, here's a patient that they have, you know, they take care of them this many weeks post-operatively. I would write all these things down. I would write, you know, what's this scar cream for? Because these patients would have surgery and then you'd give them this Arnica cream and how much does that cost? You know, um, the doctor I worked for, what time does he take his lunch? I I would look at, okay, sometimes I may need to answer the front um, desk phone. What's the saying that I, you know, say when I pick up the phone? Uh, You know, everything. I am telling you everything. I would go through this Why? Because I wasn't confident. I had no idea how to run the business. I had no idea how to answer the phone. I had no idea about anything because it was a brand new world for me. And so some of you are giving up on your dreams because you're stepping into a new world that gives you hope. It gives you aspiration. It gives you, you know, excitement, but because you're not a hundred percent confident, you're backing down. You're shying away from your dream. And I want to tell you, you got to lean in, lean into it. It's not meant to be easy. It's not. You got to learn something new. Think about anything you've ever done in your life. Those of you that have kids, you know, I've got so many friends that, you know, the first baby they have, it's like, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just doing this day by day. I'm not even sure you can get all the advice in the world, but until you're living through it, right. You don't really know what to do, but then eventually you become so confident. You know, some of you like end up having five kids or some of you end up, you know, just, just being the greatest parents of all time. And you once never knew you could even do it. Some of you are laughing because you're like, I'm still figuring it out. They're teenagers now, right? Uh, If my mom's listening, she's like, oh my word, every one of you kids threw me for a loop, right? Uh, But just think about it. It takes time to build that confidence. And this is why you need to take notes. You need to study. When I first started selling my health and wellness products, what I would do, I kid you not. With the mattress on the floor in this little apartment that I lived in, I had little note cards, little index cards, and I would write the product and I would write what's five things that makes it unique in the marketplace and what's it going to do for a human that I sell it to. And I would literally lay in my bed at night and I would go through the cards and I would study them. And then when I learned a compensation structure of how I was going to show people how to make money while they were sleeping and, and, and residually and stuff with the business model that I use, I would keep writing it out and keep writing it out. And, and then I would have to go watch the video of, of my mentor doing it. And I would watch the video and I'd pause the video and then I'd write it out and then I'd write it out. I practiced late at night. So that way, when I went into the coffee shop meeting to present the plan, it just eventually rolled off my tongue and I could finesse it. I could get better at it over time. Okay, so studying the material, studying whatever you're trying to do and refine, refine, refine the process. Okay, if you think you've arrived, you're going to begin your decline. We're always getting better. And that's what you should do. So these are some of the questions today. I loved these questions. I could rift with you all day, but I want to lock up this episode right now and, and just remind you, all of you that connect with me on social every single day that I am so proud of you. I'm proud of you for pursuing greatness. I'm proud of you for really, um, so many of you have been working on your it factor, okay? And you're really trying to learn and step into what makes you unique, what makes you special. And if you're wondering, how do I even learn more about that? I've got a free event coming up that you can completely sit in it on for two days. Uh, Let's see if you're committed. So if you want to really look at this, go to itfactorevent.com. Take a look at that. See if it might be a good fit for you. You've got to be committed to the two days. It's a free event with me. And I'm going to help you dive even deeper to extract your it factor, right? To cultivate it, to learn it. So you can be the person that God created you to be. So thank you for diving in, tuning in here today, and I will see you next time.